The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Saturday Night Video Store. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, joined by my brother, Dan. What's up? What's up? How's it going? Hello, everybody. (laughs) We are we're here to talk movies, talk movie news, just just general, just the kind of stuff that you talk about or you used to talk about back in the day when you'd spend a Friday or Saturday night at the video store with your friends trying to pick a movie. Because that's basically what you did on the weekends back in the day. We didn't see, we didn't have as many streaming service. We didn't have streaming services at all back then. No, uh, no. I mean, back maybe, in our day, back in our old old days, like when we were climbing uphill both ways, we used to get our <laughs> Netflix through the mail. So, right? Yeah. I love, dude. I, not I even Netflix. Even 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 Blockbuster did that. Blockbuster shit. started that too. Yeah. Well, Blockbuster I think started that right when Netflix just came out. So the nice thing about. Compete. Yeah, the nice thing about Blockbuster was is when you were done, you didn't have to send it in the mail and wait before your next one. You could take yeah. it right to the store, drop it off, and then you know get the next one sent right uh, right away. But yeah, this is Saturday Night Video Store. We do a bunch of movie talk. Uh, we talk about news. We have a topic that we talk about. Typically, it follows a genre. And at the end of the show, we have to choose between two movies. Dan brings one. I bring one. We say what it is, and we see if we can convince the other to take the movie home. So, you ready to get into the news, dude? Yeah, let's let's well, do it. You know, before we do that, before we, I was going to say, let's just jump into it. But before we do that, yeah, how things going, dude? How are things with you? Yeah, you know, pretty good. Not too yeah. bad. Have you seen any good new movies lately? What are you streaming on streaming services? Um, even even shows, dude. Like, what are you streaming? What are you doing on streaming right now? Catching up through the Mandalorian, I just caught up finally all of them. Oh, um, uh, I know what's going crap. on, but I'm catching yeah. up also. I'm still on the last season. I'm at uh, I'm right after. Oh, I'm at this the one where um the the Moff. What was his name? Moff Gideon. Gideon. Yeah, yeah. When he got there and like they were trying to burn him out, and you thought you thought man. Oh, the first time Mando's helmet comes off, uh, the Mandalorian's oh, okay. helmet comes off. So that's yep. the first one I saw. That's the one I'm on today. Uh, but I'm doing the same thing, dude. I, I decided because I'd already seen like the first six episodes last season. And mm-hmm. then I was like, okay, I have to catch up because it sounds like it's getting mad crazy good. And so oh I got to see is. what's going on, dude. Holy it crap. It's so, it looks, I mean, I see it. I, I, I'm, all, I'm all for spoilers. I don't care. I don't care when people tell me what's happening. So I'm like, okay, that makes me want to go back now and start watching it again. So I'm doing yeah. the same thing. I love it too. Cause I just saw like a news article uh, post out that uh, John Favreau was, uh, severely injured like his back his hernia like he had herniated discs and all that stuff and they had to go in for surgery uh because of the mandalorian uh, because he's basically carrying all of the star wars universe on his back now <laughs> <laughs> dude he's doing a good job with yeah, starting dude, he's to weave great, in he's starting yeah. to weave in a lot of stuff that's uh from the past now and a lot of stuff that we're very familiar with in the star wars universe they did a good oh, yeah. job of of balancing um basically a whole like, lot of new last season and yeah. then little sprinklings of here. This is still the same universe, but this season sounds like it's all like, okay, look, we're just going to plug lines in. We're just going to let you guys see that. Like this it's is basically what it's doing now. Like it's starting to connect everything. So like 
um, the Clone Wars and Rebels and other parts, I believe um, even parts of like the Old Republic, the video game, they're taking like little snippets from there. Really? And, uh, yeah, and like just like little plugs and like little subtle hints here and there, but it basically like it makes everything all canon and ties everything all together. That's awesome. Absolutely dude. love it. Go check it out. This is not a plug for them, but go check it out. It's awesome. Do you have HBO Max? Um, I did for the free trial thingy. And then uh, dude, it's worth it. There's a lot yeah. of really good content on there. I'm eventually um, going to go back to it, but for right now, I'm just kind of chilling. <laughs> and we're going to come back to HBO Max here in a second, but uh, yeah. I was bringing it up because I just streamed. It's a four-episode uh, docu-series. So me, I'm, total, I'm so into docu-series, dude. I yeah. love these little mini documentaries that are longer than a, just a, a movie. It's like two or three, four, five, six episodes long but it gives you time to really just get engrossed and build into, you know, what they're, what they're putting out. Mm -hmm. So I just watched the heaven's gate one. Wow. Heaven's gate. It's called heaven's gate. The cult of cults. Amazing, amazing series. Like, so for, if you don't know what heaven's gate was, there was a cult back in the nineties that made, that became famous because uh, all of a sudden over 39 people were found dead. Uh, in this house, this big mansion, but they were all like wearing the same uniform and these Nike shoes all laying in their beds with, with covers on top of them. It was a mass suicide. And the idea was um, we find out because it was all these like videotapes and VHS tapes and recordings was that it was this cult that believed that aliens were coming down to take us to heaven because like heaven or this next kind of level was where we belong. And we are all aliens and oh, wow. we just need to evolve to that point, right? So they believed it was coming. Um, and the big, the, the significance of when this happened in the 90s was that they did it when, do you remember, I don't know if you remember this, do you remember the comet hale Sounds familiar, yeah. There was a comet that came past the, uh, Earth, and, and it was like the closest in, in de- I mean, a long time, dude. People hadn't seen a comet this close before. And... Um, like people could take literal pictures just with a regular camera. It was that bright. You didn't need telescopes to take pictures or mm-hmm. any kind of magnification. That's how close and bright it was. But what had happened was there was this dude that took a picture and it showed this weird object following behind the comet. And he ended up going on uh, Art Bell's show, Coast, uh, Coast to Coast with Art Bell. This, it's, it's an old radio show for anybody that doesn't know what it is. Old radio show back in the day that was on at late at night and it was on for like three or four hours. And it was just this dude that would get on and talk about the stuff that like I love that, that you would hear on History Creeps, right? It's, yeah, it's all yeah. about unexplained, weird UFO stuff. Um, he got on there and was talking about like there's this, this, this thing out there and they think maybe it's a UFO that's following it. And this cult was like, that's our UFO. And the only way to make sure our souls get taken by them at the, at the right time is they all committed mass suicide at that time when Hale-Bopp was co- going past. Huh. What I didn't know was this shit went back to the 70s. These motherfuckers had started in the 70s. And this, this documentary is so, so good. So if you have HBO Max... Uh, I highly recommend this documentary, uh, Heaven's Gate, The Cult of Cults. Dan, just fucking get it, dude. Just just, just yeah. do it. You know what? I'll I'm just going to splurge. I'll pay yeah. for a couple months and then I'll cancel it if I don't <laughs> like it. But I guarantee that once you get it, you're going to be like, yeah, I'm holding on to this. There's a lot of good stuff on here. Yeah, no, I had it. And like while I had it too, I caught up on, uh, I think it was History Creeps that you guys were talking about it. The McDonald's, the McMillions. Oh, uh, yeah, that was good. Yeah. 
So yeah, I went through that and holy crap, dude. Yeah. I, dude, HBO, they, they these guys they know stuff. how to produce docuseries. They really do. If you didn't get to see it, um, um, I'll Be Gone in the Dark is another phenomenal one done okay. by uh, Pat Oswalt's, uh, it's, well, it's about Pat Oswalt's late wife and how she became very uh, obsessed with the Golden State Killer. Dude, yeah. Um, yeah. And, but it, go, it so it's this kind of uh, this back and forth where it's telling us about her and her life and her struggles with addiction and the things that she was dealing with while, while in, uh, investigating this. But it's also telling us about this, this case and like how crazy it is. And dude, uh, unbelievable, man. I'm telling you, HBO Max is is where it's at right now. That, yeah. and I, I'm assuming, I mean, I don't see much else on Disney so far. I've only watched Mandalorian. When I had it, I didn't. I haven't watched any movies, any other shows. The only thing I ever watched on Disney from the time I got it was Mandalorian. As far so. as like new content goes, I think it's mostly Mandalorian. Eventually, from what I heard, they're supposed to come out with the MCU stuff starting yeah. next year. Yeah. But I'm kind of old, so I like I'll go through and put on the Nat Geo stuff and just kind of like tune into nature and then zonk out for the night. I was going to say you're kind of old. So you're going back and watching the, the stuff that you used to when you were a kid, you're putting Aladdin, you're putting on Lion King. Yeah, we actually did do that. Um, We watched Lion King and I had a little man with me for those who don't know, little man is my cat (laughs) Um, and I'll hold him up to the TV, just like Simba. And he'll be like, okay, put me down. Like he gives me that look and then he'll meow every (laughs) once in a while. But yeah, so it's like old, old, uh, old movies that we used to just grow up watching all the time and loved. I've never gone back to watch any of them though. I all I've really? not seen anything other than Mandalorian on that on that streaming service, which is which is sad because I mean I'm paying for it, so I really should look into what else they have and 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 kind of lose myself in it. Yeah. 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 Definitely, dude. Go go through everything. Like they have like the Nat Geo stuff. They have all of Star Wars. They have the MCU stuff. So you can just go back through and just watch any of that. Um, my personal Do they have both Infinity going, Wars now, back to back? Because I know for they only had one and not the other for a minute. I think the second one's in there now. Okay. If I'm not See, I think I want to do that. I think I want to spend a day and watch them both back to back, like this yeah. just big epic kind of 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 you know thing. Then to set it all off right, then you start with Star Wars, the prequels, and then just episodes seven, eight, and nine. You don't even worry about four, five, and six. Oh, bro, come on. What? No, I'm just what? kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, hang on I'm a second. Kidding. You're starting just with the prequel. <laughs> Star Wars fans don't. If don't I ever me. watch it, but if I do watch ever watch that, I always watch it in release order. I never watch it chronologically because that would be so jarring to see such great like special effects and, and updated like, you know, CG and then go straight back to old school stuff. So it feels mm-hmm. like you should watch it in the other the initial way. I've actually done that. Like I went chronological order just to kind of like do it all. Like okay. it did. Yeah. It totally threw me off with like all polished, nice CGI. It was like over the top and like, Oh wow. And then it's like super old seventies, practical CGI. All that now stuff. when you yeah. did that, did you do rogue one before episode four? So that it's almost actually, a perfect transition. Actually I didn't. I just did it with the main star Wars titles. Okay. When I did that. Cause I mean, it's almost nine out or nine movies there. Right. Oh yeah. No shit. It's just too long. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely intense. Um, let's get into it, dude. Let's just get right into the news because yeah. I was talking about HBO Max. A big thing that was happening in the past couple of weeks since we last spoke was uh, HB, uh, Warner Brothers dropped a huge bombshell on the theater industry. They announced that not only would Wonder Woman 1984 be in theaters and then released same exact day on HBO Max, it was planning on putting out its entire 2021 slate of films, 17 films, the same way. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. Wow. Because this what? this rewrites this this is going to change the game. This gonna, even when COVID's done, this if if, if this model works well, it's going to change how movie theaters work. Well, yeah, people exactly. still I want mean, that experience. They do, and like I'm I'm kind of like half and half in between. Like I like for certain movies to go and experience that whole like in the dark theater, super loud, yes. all this like you know. Um, what do we call it? Yeah, you got to like see the, all your senses and everything, like being touched by like this huge movie, like a blockbuster movie. But on the other hand, too, I'm lazy sometimes. I'd rather just like lay at home and just like you know watch a movie because I don't deal with crowds anymore. I don't really like a lot of people, and I was just kind of using COVID as an excuse now of like, oh, I don't have to go out anymore because <laughs> it's like it's perfect for me. Yeah, let's, but, but, you know. but let's be honest, dude. There's those movies that no matter how lazy you are, you're like, fuck that, dude. I'm seeing that on the big screen. Yeah. No, like and when, it's a when totally Infinity different experience War, too. When Infinity War and Endgame comes out, you're like, I have to be center of the theater with SDX surround sound. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's what's the big screen TVs that I, or I can't the remember? It's been a minute. Holy I shit, I can't IMAX remember. Screen, IMAX screen, like the, the D box seats Four, and everything. That, like, 4K quality, computer. bro. Yeah. You'd want all that. Uh, yeah. But then when, you know, something like, I was, gonna, I was just. I don't know why. I was going to say liar, liar. How old is that shit? When liar, oh, shit. liar comes out, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. you're good with seeing that at home. You don't got to yeah, see that. That was like, screen, you're right? like, oh, okay, I'll wait for that one. That's not a big deal. But so there's yeah, no, always going to be this need for the theater experience. People are always going to want that. I think what's, what is, is making these theaters shake in their boots is that it's taking away now from revenue. They used to, I mean, think about it, bro. Movie, the, the, there's no reason that the charge of, of running these movies has continued to go up over time. Right. You know, making the movies maybe, but the idea that they have to actually, I mean, unless, I mean, I've never worked in a theater, so maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe there's something in terms of like, they have to pay something for this movie, you know, to be able to show in their theater and and whatever it is they give. So maybe there's a cut that comes along and it's a higher cut to the theater. So that's why they raise their prices, but come on, bro. It's literally like, you know, putting down, putting yourself down for an, an organ transplant just to go to the theater <laughs> with you and just you and your girlfriend or you and your wife, bro. Right. Exactly. For two drinks and, and you got to have popcorn. If, if, okay. So what's your thing? Is it popcorn or candy? What's your must have at the theater? Mine's always been uh, extra buttery popcorn. And a Coke. Yeah, you need the extra butter. Like, I have them add all that stuff on. I can't on, yeah. have no butter, bro. I can't what? have no butter. It's, it's got to just be popcorn. And then what I do is I take that okay. bucket over to the side. I get where the salt se- section is. I put a whole bunch of salt on it, shake that bag up so it gets all yeah. nice and coated. I'll and put I'm a little bit of go. salt, but no, you need that butter, dude. Oh, my God. That makes it so much better. Dude, as you get older, it's just that taste of butter just kind of makes you sick. But then also your fu- your fingers are all fucking greasy, bro. Everything you touch all now right. is all greased out with butter. Well, welcome to the end of our show. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only episode we're going to do moving episode, forward. Right. Um, <laughs> but no, dude, so think about this. Warner Brothers says that that coming up here in 2021, we are going to have 17 films, including The Matrix 4, uh, Dune, which people have been looking for this movie like for a long time. Dune, yeah. right? Yep. Um, Lin-Manuel Miranda has a musical adaptation coming out of uh, In the Heights. That's coming. Um, they were doing a movie that was a prequel to The Sopranos. The movie's called The Many Saints of Newark. That's going to be on there. And the oh. new Suicide Squad, James Gunn's Suicide Squad. 
Yeah. So these are just some of the ones that are included. There's like a, a ton of other movies that are coming out. I mean, I can keep throwing them at you, bro. Denzel Washington's got a new one coming out, uh, The Little Things. There's a biographical drama called Judas and the Black Messiah, uh, the remake of Tom and Jerry. So I don't know if you've seen this, but there's a Tom yeah. and Jerry movie coming out, bro. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I'm actually like very interested in that. Just like the eight-year-old in me is like jumping out to be like, oh, I kind of want to see that. that Godzilla cool. versus King Kong. Oh, yeah. Shit, I forgot that's the, or, uh, Warner. Okay. Yes. I don't know if this is a reboot or they're doing this kind of thing where they're going to make this movie and it's still kind of, it's still part of that same timeline or universe, but they're still calling it the first title of the first movie, but Mortal Kombat. (laughs) Hell yeah, dude. Um, The Conjuring, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Here's here's this one. Here's your boy, Space Jam, A New Legacy. Yeah, I saw that. Um, Come on now. It'll never beat Michael Jordan. Hugh, Hugh Jackman's Reminiscence, uh, James Wan's Malignant, and a Will Smith sports drama, King Richard. Bro, huh. if this is a slate, some of those are literally blockbuster, like yep. knock down the doors movies, dude. Kong, Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, yeah, that's going to generate a lot. See, this is where I'm teetering. That's a movie it feels like should be experienced in the theater. But I'm kind of like, yo, I get to watch it at home? That's what's exactly. up. <laughs> right? Exactly. That's why I say, like, I'm on the fence of that because I know everybody and their mother is going to be going out to go see that in droves. And I just, I, I don't know. I, I'm not one with crowds. Like, even before COVID became a thing, I was just kind of like, eh, I don't deal with crowds. So are you going to get uh, HBO Max before Christmas to get that Wonder Woman 1984 in? I probably will. Did you, did you enjoy the first one? I did. I actually liked it quite a bit. Yeah, I thought it was. Yeah. I thought. I thought it was one of their strongest, if not, yeah, I would say the strongest DC movie that they put out. Yeah, when that came out, dude, I remember we talked about it on one of my shows, and I remember just saying like, "Yo, they did it," and 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 good mm-hmm. for them that it was Wonder Woman too, right? Like yeah. it was Wonder Woman that pulled this off. Yeah, she time. she pulled some money that like Batman didn't even pull. Yeah, are you serious? She was Crazy. right up there with them. So, um. Dude, this is a big deal. So keep your eye on it. It is a big deal. There's a lot of other things that are happening now. They're saying that other studios are starting to look at this and see how does this how is this going to work. Also, there's a lot of hush-hush happening. Nobody really knows unless I didn't see it in, in what I was reading. But how much did this cost? Like how much is HBO Max making or, you know, you know like who, who's making money off of this? Or mm-hmm. I think maybe HBO Max might be an arm from the Warner Brothers kind of thing. But regardless, dude, somebody's making some good money off of this deal. Yeah, I think they have something because I know was it Warner has like all their DC stuff has moved over to HBO now. Like it used to be like what the old uh, DC streaming universe or whatever it was. That, yeah. That's like no longer even a thing. So... As far as I know, or from what I'm assuming, I think they have like uh, some kind of deal or something going on where it's basically like Warner Brother has all their stuff moving over to HBO Max. I, I mean, if you ask me, though, it's smart, right? Like they, they're yeah. looking at reality. They're looking at the world right now and saying like, okay, we, we want to say things are going to be fine by 2021, but if we have to be realistic, we thought everything was going to be fine before the end of 2020, and it's not. Right. So they're saying, let's do this preemptively. And they're banking on the fact that there's still people that are going to want to go to the theater. So, yep, I think they're I think they're going to do well. 
Yeah, I mean, if you look at it too, the future is basically streaming now. Like, you don't really have cable. I mean, who really wants to pay a lot for cable anymore? Some people do because they still like the right. old way, but like a lot of everything now is all through just streaming, and like you can just get it at any time, any show you want to watch. You can binge it if you want. You know, so, they'd I be mean, so the the theater industry would be smart. If they figured out how to, I don't know, become kind of a one organizational thing, a union or something, right? Mm -hmm. And then they make deals with streaming services. So here's the deal. You have an HBO Max streaming service. You already have a subscription. You can go see it in the theater. You 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 have to go in and like get your ticket so that they're not like sitting there going, Hey, there's no room today. Right? Like you have to get your ticket so it doesn't sell out, but they're still going to make money on all their concessions. Oh, yeah, and that's like where they and they're gonna the money, and they're gonna make money off the deal that they made with the streaming service as part of that subscription plan. So, yeah. like, if they're smart, you would you would hook into the sub, the streaming services and get it. So that, again, tell me if that wasn't part of your package deal, you'd pay maybe four or five bucks extra a month, knowing that any of the movies that come out on the streaming service, if you want to get the theater experience, you can go do it. You'd pay <laughs> yeah, extra definitely. to do it. Yeah, so yeah. I'm telling you, man. Things are changing. Things are changing in the movie world. We're going to be on the front lines. That's right. Saturday Night Video Store is going to be your number one news source. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> it's only two weeks late, but we're a number one news source. Yeah. Um, here's the other piece of news I saw here. And this is super exciting, bro. It was announced. There's a lot of things happening with the upcoming Spider-Man 3 yes. uh, movie with Tom Holland. They started casting past Spider-Man movie actors and actresses. And so everyone knows for a fact now that they're doing Spider-Verse, right? And we know Mm -hmm. Doctor Strange will obviously have something to do with this. But the idea for anyone who's not a comic book fan or or knows about it is uh, in the Spider-Man world and in the lore of Spider-Man, there's a thing called the Spider-Verse, that these multiple universes in which the character of Spider-Man is still around. Maybe it's not Peter Parker, but there's somebody in that world that took up that mantle and their version of whatever it is. And so I think what they're going to do here is the idea is to tie the fact that we had so many. And that's the thing, right? We have so many different versions of the movie that people are like, oh, God, here's another version. Right. This, this movie now makes it okay for all that to have happened and, and, and work. So they announced that they, they, uh, they signed Alfred Molina, who played yep. Dr. Octopus Dr. in Dr. Spider-Man yep. 2. Jamie Foxx's Electro will be in it. Andrew Garfield, the, one of the Spider-Mans, will be in this. The Tobey Maguire one is still in the works, um, but they're saying it sounds like he's going he's gonna to do it for sure. Kirsten Dunst, for sure, as her MJ, will be in it. Emma Stone is still in negotiations, but it still sounds like she may be showing up to do it. Uh, obviously, it's Tom Holland that's in this. Bro, mm-hmm. what, what the heck, dude? I just want to say this for the record. I want to see either Emma Stone or even another actress. I don't really care who. Yeah. Uh, Gwen Stacy becomes yeah. Spider Girl and Spider Gwen becomes an actual live action thing. Oh, I think we're going to see that. That's not a joke. I am Bro. a little. Yeah. Holy what God, if that's dude. how they show? What if Emma Stone does it as like she's she's Gwen Stacy here? What you know, whatever. And then in a different universe, she like comes head to head with herself and realizes who she is. Oh my god, dude! Oof. Um, this is what yeah. I'd like to see. I'd like to see them go into the into the Spider Verse animated universe as well. 
where we get Miles Morales. I was going to say, I did hear something like where they are possibly talking about bringing Miles into it. because Like a Roger Rabbit style thing where it's the animated version though, not, not oh a live God, action. Yeah. Like he's animated <laughs> in the, come on, dude, tell me it wouldn't work. Like that would really solidify the fact that Strange has a way of getting into different universes that are even yep. this animated. Yeah. It would oh my work, God, that'd dude. be awesome. Heck yeah. <laughs> but no, I did hear something about they were trying to bring in Miles only for the fact of, I think it was Far From Home, where uh, they brought yeah. in his uncle. Yep. Uh, the Prowler. Is, and he uh, mentions Miles. And they mention Miles, yeah. Mm-hmm. So oof, yeah, so man. it'd be cool to I'm see a live down. action version, right? And he goes face to face with like the, the animated version. Like, what the right. hell? Right. That'd so then, what do you do with uh, Into the Spider Verse two then? Because I know they're working on the second one for that. That should be dropping, I think, next year or the year after, something like that. I don't know. They could play along with something where at the end of that, all of a sudden, he gets sucked into like you see the the spinning thing open up, right? Doctor Strange's yeah. thing, and behind him, it's a live action, a, a live, a, you know what I mean? And he just gets yeah, sucked yeah. out, and that's it. And then you have to wait for Spider Man three to see what happens to him. Oh, that's awesome. I'm all in here. Take my money. Exactly, dude. <laughs> now, is that theater or is this home? See, that's the thing. Like, I would go to the theater for that. Same. I did that yeah. for Into the Spider-Verse when that first came oh, out. I wish I did. That, I saw that on no, streaming. Oh, my God. That was definitely one. Like, I was like, okay, I have to go to the theater yeah, for that. And I'm so gorgeous. glad I did. It was great. It was that was that for me was probably one of the more quintessential Spider-Man, or not even Spider-Man, comic book films of all time. Like that yeah, literally definitely. kills that as a film. Is, it's so that, good. That is and will always be my number one until the next Spider-Verse comes out and it tops that. There you go. But yeah. All right, let's move on to one more headline. This headline is going to uh, segue into our topic today and our genre today. So our genre today, last, last episode, we did drama because it was around Thanksgiving. It was around Thanksgiving, uh, yep. This this episode's genre is comedy. We're doing comedy this one, and so this, because there's nothing more comical than the holidays, so why not comedy? And the funny thing is, the movie I have for tonight is actually a holiday com- a comedy. But uh, yeah, this is the headline I saw the other day, and I just thought to myself, first of all, there's no way. And then when I looked into it and saw it was real, the next thing I thought was, of course, it's 2020. <laughs> Here's the headline. All right. Mario Lopez plays sexy Colonel Sanders in a Lifetime movie. Did you hear this? <laughs> what? No. <laughs> what? Okay. I'm so glad you've not heard this. I'm AC gonna read, Slater. I'm gonna, AC Slater. I'm going to read this oh, to you gosh. right now okay. from CNET.com. Uh, Lifetime and KFC made a mini movie called A Recipe for Seduction. And no... <laughs> This is not The Onion. In a world where there's a sexy Mr. Rogers Halloween costume, no one should be surprised that there's now a movie featuring a sexy Colonel Sanders. Lifetime and KFC made a mini-movie called A Recipe for Seduction starring Mario Lopez as the famed chicken mogul in a white suit. Okay, so it's just a mini-movie. It's about 15 minutes long, but it's really more of an elaborate commercial for the chicken chain, but they made it so it was like a Lifetime movie. (laughs) Dude, <laughs> oh I don't know if it's out yet. I think maybe it is out. It, it, it may be out now. I think it is. Uh, you have to watch it for the next episode. Yeah, okay, gonna we're going to discuss this. We're going to literally have this as a part, a part of our discussion in the next episode. We're going to follow up with the third episode. We're going to be talking about this. But dude... My- <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the pictures of him now. Holy yeah. crap. 
You thought I was joking, right? Mario oh Lopez as a sexy Colonel Sanders. With the peppered hair and everything. Is that a, yeah, it's a must. What other, so what else are we going to see? What other Lifetime movies? Wendy's? Is this a Wendy's like after school special where she's like, like kids uh, are pressuring her into doing drugs and she's not sure if she wants to do drugs? No, but I do know Wendy's um, trying to be with like the hip crowd, try to uh, come up with her own tabletop RPG game, kind of like a <laughs> D&D type style game. Yeah, they came really? up with like their own. Yeah, they came up with their own game that they were trying to like push and with its own adventure, with its own adventure, Bro, like going around. I guess I'm like the talking fast to food Anthony, and, dude. Yeah, I'm talking. He's gonna do a one shot <laughs> with you guys, and it's gonna be nothing but the Wendy's game. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, dude. I saw this, and I was just like, obviously, it's 2020, right? Like, yeah. In a world where sharks and tornadoes come together and make the most epic movie of all time, this mm. almost feels like we're gonna watch this and go. I kind of want to see more. <laughs> that that movie was finger looking good. It was. When priests and raptors join as one. <laughs> I still have to watch that. Too. Oh my God. Yeah. Go watch that. <laughs> but the Velocipastor, is that what it's Velocipastor, called? Velocipastor, yeah. Oh God. Um, so that's it, dude. That's my news for the week. Uh, definitely, you, you have to watch this movie. You have to watch the recipe for seduction for the next episode because we're going to talk about that. All right. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's get into our topic. We were talking that this this episode is comedy. The genre is comedy, and so our topic, um, courtesy of Dan, because you were like, "Hey, did did we come up with what we're talking about?" In yeah, I couldn't remember genre? if we did like, or not. Yeah, I don't think so. Comedians who shaped our taste in comedy. Yep. Uh, this is going to be interesting because knowing that you came up much you know later than i did in terms of comedians that came out and what's you know whatever but also knowing that you're you're kind of influenced by me cuz growing up you know you yeah. listen to things i had on i put on things and so you're kind of influenced by that this a is going to be of interesting stuff, actually yeah. so um i have a dude i wrote down a bunch of comedians names like there's a whole lot of names right up in here that's funny. I think I wrote down only three. Oh, it's all good, dude. <laughs> but a lot um, of it's all off the top of my head. So I was I'll like, throw them your way and see if you remember any of these. Most also. of them probably so will be. I'm going to kick it off. Uh, I'm going to start. I'm going to start with the great. You know, I'm going to start with the old school guys and the the greatest for me. One of the greatest of all times, George Carlin. Yeah. Have you ever listened to any of his stand up for real? Like sat down yes. and listened to his stuff. Yeah, and you want to talk about a very smart comedian. George Carlin, I would put as like the number one, like one of the smartest comedians I've ever heard or listened to. No, he really is. is. So freaking like the stuff he goes into, it's like you can relate to it like even nowadays. And it's like, hmm. And he but was yeah. almost like an everyman's comedian in which yeah. he he was calling bullshit on a lot of, of oh, establishment yeah. and politics and all this stuff. Like he's the guy that... I mean, he set the standard, right? And, and yeah, he, he was did. also on that kind of cutting edge of... Because if you see his earlier stuff, like his real, real early stuff when he's first starting out, dude, he used to come out on stage in a suit, his hair, short hair, like he, that's how he was. Mm -hmm. And then there was this change in him where he's like, you know what? Fuck this, dude. We're going to, we're going to do it the right way. And then it was jeans. He let his beard grow in. He let his hair grow along. Um, I, I have the, the, um, I'm lucky to live where I live in Western New York. Just South of us is a town called Jamestown. It's about an hour, hour and a half from here. Um, this is where is, um, first of all, this is where Lucy, Lucille Ball w was from. But hmm. uh, they also have the National Comedy Museum, which is basically the, the, the museum and hall of fame for comedy. Oh, that's cool. 
It is when, dude. Next time you come up to visit, this is something we're doing. It is amazing. It is I was so gonna say, good. What was this the last time I was up there? <laughs> I didn't know about it until after. Oh, like, we, yeah, okay. I, I found out about it after, and we went, and I've been there twice Convenient. now. I've been there twice right, cool. now. Freaking love it. I mean, the the it's it's three four three levels. I think of, of just it's all comedy. Everything oh, about wow. comedy, okay. like anything comedy, TV. Uh, comedians, stand-up specials, the history of it's it's gonna blow you away. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have this entire section that's a bunch of George Carlin stuff because his daughter donated a lot of his original stuff there. So there are all of these manuscripts with handwritten jokes and just the way he came up with stuff, dude. It's oh my god, it's it's amazing. I'm, I'm just I'm lucky that I got to actually go there and, and witness that stuff. But for me, George Carlin is always going to be that quintessential comedian. And yep. and his comedy is definitely something that uh, informed my taste in comedy. You know, um, the fa- it has to be smart. I mean, not to say that I don't like stupid kind of dumb, you know, subpar humor, but, yeah, right, but, right. but the comedians that really stand out to me on top, it has to be smart, dude. It has to hit that kind of level. And George was just like, he was, he was literally the Jimi Hendrix of comedy. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for mine, I mean, in recent years, he's kind of gotten into trouble. <laughs> but if you look at his uh, his actual like comedic standup going back from like the eighties and all that stuff, Bill Cosby. Hey, he's on my say, list too. Okay, yeah, like I was gonna say the same. I thought you were gonna say somebody else, but okay, uh, yeah, Bill no, Cosby not, is too. Yeah, not not Louis C.K. Although he is pretty good too. His <laughs> funny stuff, but no, Bill Cosby. Like going back, like I remember watching, like even Dad putting it on mm-hmm. uh, his old standup comedy about like just basically family life and yeah. things just like growing up in family and like things you could relate to. And it was just like, I remember listening to that and thinking, yeah, some of it, like I didn't quite get cause I was at the younger age, but like, as I grew up and like going back and listening to it again, it's like, Oh wow. I can actually kind of relate even though yeah. it's still funny and I'm still laughing. Yeah. And like, I, I can't help it. I still laugh every single time. So yeah. Um, so Bill Cosby for me, he's on my list for me, Bill Cosby, uh, came into so I was a kid when the Cosby Show was around. So that's yeah. my first interaction. No, actually, it's not true. My first interaction with Bill Cosby was way before that. Was Fat Albert the cartoon Fat Albert? Oh, but okay. then he also had a show. <laughs> he had a he also had a show, and I can't remember what it was. But I remember part of this gimmick was he did this thing, and he had this weird marker, and he would do mm-hmm. drawings or do something. And every time he would write on the thing, it would make this weird noise, like it was real weird. I can't remember what the name of that show was. Okay. But then there's the Cosby show, right? Yep. My first actual introduction to his comedy, his actual stand-up comedy, um, I remember I was, I was on a trip with some friends out to Tennessee, and one of, the, one of them brought one of his CDs or tapes. I can't remember what it was. Um, and he put it on, and he was like, it's Bill Cosby. I'm like, oh, cool. Let me listen to this. Dude, I was dying laughing. I couldn't believe how funny it is. And it's it's just like you said, it's kind of straight, everyday, observational, family life kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's other stuff too. So the one that we were listening to was the one where Noah's building the ark. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. Like he's just Noah <laughs> yeah. doing his own thing one day. And all of a sudden he's like, hey, Noah. He's like, hey, what's Noah. that no voice? He's like, this is the Lord. He's like, yeah, right. You know what I mean? But like, I remember just thinking like, this is brilliant. This is so funny, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, he tells stories about when they were kids and what it was like to play. You know, remember that? Did you ever hear the one about the game Buck Buck? 
where the think, one kid puts his hands against the wall yeah. and kind of and then other kids <laughs> come and jump on his back and then yeah. he talks about like how fat albert comes and so i think that's maybe his introduction to that character but dude yeah, yeah for me I, honestly yeah cosby's one of those two i agree yeah he's, one he's of them got, too like going back and listening to was the cake the chocolate cake and the kids <laughs> the dad like oh that's all for breakfast that's yeah all. exactly and that's all like that's the part of the food, food groups. groups exactly so like going back this is why i bring that up because it was like the other day we bought some chocolate cake and everything it was like leftover from thanksgiving and uh mason my stepkid was asking he's like uh what's for breakfast i'm like Going do we to do make chocolate cake it's chocolate cake cake that is great yeah, exactly chocolate cake. <laughs> i'm like it's got all the food groups in there here you can have a piece of cake you're good that's awesome dude yeah um he's definitely on my list um have you ever listened to richard pryor his actual stand-up. I listened to some of his stuff, yeah. That dude. Talk about being way ahead of his time. His stuff yeah. is so cutting edge. It's so hilarious. But he was also one of these... He was so brilliant that he didn't have a problem talking about the shit that he knew was fucked up about himself and putting right. it into the comedy. This exactly. dude was just such a... You know, such a cutting edge dude. And then you're talking about back in the, what is that, 60s and 70s. So you're talking about a time where obviously racial things are obviously different. I mean, I wish I could yep. say they're different than they were now. But yeah. um, but during that, he had no problem talking about it. Like he would say it, right? Like he literally has an album called This and is Crazy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like it was, it was something that he was gangster rap before gangster rap. Okay. Basically, Richard yep. Pryor was the gangster rap of com- comedy. Um, but and for if you me, think about like how much he's influenced all of that oh culture, God. just like going on beyond, you wouldn't have Eddie Murphy without him. No. Yeah, and then you wouldn't have Chris Rock without Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor. You wouldn't have exactly. Dave Chappelle without Chris Rock and Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor. Like dude, these guys, the influence that he's had on so many, and, I, and I'm naming African Americans, but he's obviously influenced a lot of white guys too. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, all, all ethnicities and, and, and genders, man. Uh, I think that I think everyone would probably agree if they've listened to his actual standup. Um, that good lord, this dude is is one of those top guys, man. He's it's literally like Carlin and then Pryor, like like so yeah. neck and neck. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So from uh, my next one, and actually going off of that, uh, Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Um, you think about like another influencer for future comedians and things that like people have been kind of emulating off of him. And yeah, you can go and say like without Pryor and without Carlin and all that stuff, Chappelle wouldn't be there, but he's almost the exact same way. Like he has no issues about making fun of himself, pointing Mm -hmm. out different, like, uh, more racial injustices or just things that are going on around yeah, the world. Yeah, that's the difference, right? Like, so his comedy had a certain style of comedy when he was first starting, yeah. but he's he's become almost that elder statesman now. And like yeah. his comedy right now is more about being very um, socially aware and still funny, but it's got such poignant message behind it now. Like he's become mm-hmm. this, he's evolved. He's literally evolved from what he yeah, used to he do. Has. Yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. And like, that's another thing. Like I love watching him just because it's like you see certain things and like certain things are kind of taboo to talk about and they're like mm-hmm. oh maybe i shouldn't mention that or what no he'll but, go right in yeah he'll, <laughs> he'll go right in. like he has no him. problem about saying anything <laughs> about it and then just commenting on it and making a joke about it and wasn't that the name of a special sticks and stones that was one of them i believe so yeah dude that one was so vicious because there's ones in there where i'm just like oh that's uh but still yeah. you can't deny comedy no you I'm, can't i'm of this mind i'm one of of these people that that i i'm a true believer that when it comes to comedy nothing is off limits 
The idea behind comedy is to, you know, put the mirror to society and try to put it in a funny way, but to put it there to make you uncomfortable, to make you see what they're seeing and, and their observation of it. You know what I mean? Exactly. And I, like, I hold the same, you know, belief in that too. Like it's anything is fair game as far as I'm okay with. Um, and I have a very dark sense of humor. If you really get to know me, you'll be like, Ooh, Dan, probably not or too soon. <laughs> but that's, that's just like how I find certain things funny. And mm-hmm. I guess like, I don't know if it's to help me cope with certain things or anxiety or whatever. I don't know. That's just my way of dealing with it. So yeah, like I've always hold that same belief too. Like nothing is really off limits. You can make fun of whatever you want. It's cool. Um, but right as yeah, long as it's not malicious intent like if, if the intent not is or not hurting to anybody, be yes yeah. if your yeah. intent is to hurt is or to to offend on purpose like to literally hurt somebody um that's just not funny that's not comedy no, that's if, not. if your idea is to bring it up and make people see it and feel uncomfortable so much that they laugh because they're uncomfortable then then you're doing your job you're making them acknowledge something that they're feeling in that moment you know what i mean yeah and, and I should important. probably say that, like, that kind of goes without saying, like, when we're talking comedy here, that's what we are talking about, yeah. me and Chris. We're not talking about hurting anybody or, like, being malicious towards each other because no. fuck that shit, you know? We're all one human race. We all live, have to live together here, so. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah. Bro, Robin Williams. Robin Williams. He was on, he was one of my other ones on my list. His, his stand-up was, oh, it's, it's phenomenal. If we have listeners who have never seen stand-up, they just know Robin Williams from movies. Um, my God, YouTube, that's the beauty nowadays, bro. You mm-hmm. have everything at your disposal. You can literally go and watch videos from the 40s if you want. You can watch videos from 19, like, I think, what is it, 1912 or something like that. You can watch these old school, the very first videos of the streets of yeah. New York City. It's it's really, really cool. Like the 20s and 30s and yeah. all that stuff too, yeah. So go back and check out Robin Williams, just stand-up, just stand-up comedy. You're going to see some of the most frenetic, energetic, mm-hmm. kind of like schizophrenic style comedy yeah. that you've never <laughs> seen in your life by the end of it you're gonna feel like you've gone through a roller coaster and, and you're just like trying to catch your breath with just how amazing the performance was because not only is the energy all over the place it's what's coming out of his mouth too is just boom 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 wit just mm-hmm. just rapid fire wit man the yeah, dude you ever was watched, a genius um, oh what was that guy's name the behind the actors screen or whatever it was with uh what, I can't remember that guy's name with the beard. Oh, the actor he'd studio. Go, yeah, the actor studio. Yeah. Like he'd go and he'd take uh, different actors and interview them and all that stuff. Yeah, if you ever watch the, the one actor with, studio, yeah. If you ever watch the one with Robin Williams, holy crap, man! Oh, like, I've even never then, seen that. yeah, dude, go watch that. It's pretty good too. But like even then, just watching him, just like having a conversation and talking and being natural, like he's still naturally funny. Like you still gravitate and you're like, oh, ha ha ha, that's yeah, like, that's really good. And he always seemed to always neat. I don't know if he felt he needed to be on or that was his thing. But even when you watch them on talk shows, like he would do his thing. Like he would still go into it and go kind of nutsy. You know what I mean? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Robin Williams. Yeah. Uh, Mine is a pear. Um, They came out around. Not an apple. No, not not an apple. A pear. Um, Not quite an orange, but a pear. Um, All right. Yeah. So uh, they came out around 97, I believe it was, with a popular cartoon that's still running today. Oh, so, yes. They were on my list too, dude. Uh, Matt, Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Um, Talk about influence. Influence galore. And even just like pushing the limit to what like 
was going on back then with you know censorship and like yeah. certain things that were allowed family to be, like, values you're talking about oh, back yeah. in the day when there was the whole push for family values and yeah. like entertainment was destroying family values yep so what better way than to make a cartoon destroy entertainment with oh South Park oh my god yeah so Matt Stone nothing and, uh, is Trey off Parker. limits yeah. with yeah. South no, Park no not god, a no. thing it doesn't and matter and that's like basically <laughs> what has helped shape my my comedy right Patrick there. Patrick Swayze, like, yeah. <laughs> Michael Jackson, fucking R. Kelly, uh, Scientolo- Scientology. Scientology was chef and everything. And oh like my. Even, uh, what's his name? Isaac Hayes was a Scientologist. Oh, so the fact Jesus. that they started making fun of it with him. As- <laughs> those guys, like those guys legit deserve statues if they, they whenever do. they die, because you're right, man. Not only the influence that they have on pop culture, uh, but just the fact that they are big proponents of nothing is sacred in comedy there just isn't we can we can make fun of god we can make fun of aborted babies we can make fun of it doesn't matter like it's 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 not off limits if we if we can make it funny and we can make people laugh then good yeah i'll never forget it too we were watching it one day and it was the one of the christmas specials with like the christmas critters <laughs> and uh, they had to perform the abortion to stop oh, the Antichrist. Oh, God, that's right. Oh. And I remember we were watching that. Me, David, and Manny were sitting there watching it. And mom walks by and she's like, she's like, okay, yeah, South Park, whatever. But then it mentions the part about abortion. And she stops. She's like, what the hell are you guys watching? <laughs> we're like, oh, you know, it's South Park, you know, whatever. But she's Ooh. like, yeah, no, no. <laughs> that's so, awesome. Look, I remember that. But um, Oh, man. Oh, that's even, a good like, one, dude. Even if you take them and have them doing uh, Team America, like they're just going through and just even making fun of America themselves with as like big as some of these guys are like, oh, we're freedom and we're liberty and bull, you know. Yeah. It's like it just takes that, turns it on its head and it's like, yeah, let's make fun of ourselves because why not? If you're going to have a show that has Saddam Hussein having sex with Satan... um, Or if you exactly. even think about it, go back even further, right? This is the show that was born of a, a, a tiny short that was passed around to office mates of Jesus fighting Santa for the right to run Christmas. Yep. Like a fight to the death. <laughs> fight to uh, the death yeah. yeah, these guys didn't care. And and uh, and they're still going too, man. They yeah, are still, still going. Still going. I, some of their, I don't know if you've seen some of their newer ones too where Randy No, but I'm is, catching uh, up. Randy has like uh, started his own Tegrity Farms and it's like his oh, own God. CBD farm. Oh God, I cannot yeah, wait great. to catch up. I'm just, I'm so far farm. back. I'm at, um, I'm at politically correct principle. Yeah, that's basically like, kind of like what the I beats the shit to, out yeah. of Cartman. <laughs> <laughs> that's the last one I saw where he beats the shit out of him and Cartman sitting in the <laughs> hospital. Um, yeah. And by the way, it's all on HBO Max. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Who do I have? Dude, I have a lot on here, but we don't have that much time. So I'm going to start whittling it down. This one I have to mention. Um, actually, I'm going to mention these three together because it's almost the same class. Uh, Adam Sandler, Chris Farley, and Will Ferrell. Yep. So all th- SNL overall, man, from when I can remember, I started watching SNL in the 90s. I've, I've always fallen off and come back. I've always gone away and then come back. I've always kind of been like, okay, these guys are... They're getting, they're getting stale. And then you see a new class and you're like, I don't know if I'm going to like them. So you give them a shot. And by like year two, you're like, these guys are the greatest that have ever come. These is, this is the new class, right? And, it, that, mm-hmm. and that's the beauty behind that show is that they always seem to be able to do that. There's always a new class that comes out with just an array of amazing talent. But yep. these guys in the 90s, man, 
I don't know. There was something about the '90s match, and I feel like that's what's going on now because they have they have had some really good seasons lately. Um, but the '90s, man, Will Ferrell. Yeah. Oh, you can't. <laughs> so, did you know how he got the? He, did you ever see his audition? Um, no, I didn't. His audition tape for SNL was impersonating a cat. He literally goes in the room and says that this is a, a cat playing, and then he puts a little ball on the table, and then he just starts going. <laughs> starts pawing at it slowly and okay. throwing it up in the air just going crazy with it and it just had everybody rolling and that's how he got snl bro that's crazy that's how he got snl uh but then you know we've got so much classics from him we've got you know we've got all different kinds of characters we have the the more cowbell when he's you know just making jimmy fallon lose his shit because he's just going off the rails um <laughs> the cheerleaders remember the two cheerleaders he's the a two part cheerleaders, of that. yep the the roxbury that uh him and uh chris yes Gatton. yes yes yeah. night at the roxbury so and, and that's the thing then it spins off into all this other comedy greatness man you get anchorman yep. you get you get all of these other movies that come out um Adam Sandler, I mean, come on, dude. I think we talked about him last episode, just how good he was in terms of dramatic roles. Mm-hmm. But his comedies where it started, and it was always that kind of 10-year-old humor. He, yeah. it, was, it was like he, he wanted to be that kid that just didn't grow up, and he was going to talk about farts and, and shit like that and drink and do... And you know what I mean? And, that was, and his comedy has always kind of been something that I absolutely loved. Um, and then Chris Farley, man. Chris Farley yeah. was such an amazing... Uh, his delivery was great. His his physical comedy was great. And, I was gonna say and, like his physical, like he he had no bones about making like throwing himself around and like hurting himself just nah. to get a laugh. Like yeah, if, if he if he could get a laugh out of you, he would do it. Dude, there's a an amazing. If you've never seen it, there's an amazing segment on SNL's Weekend Update back in the day, where he plays this guy where he keeps going like doing quote air quotes while he's yeah. talking. And <laughs> yeah. what was supposed to happen is they had him on wires. They were gonna lift him up, right? But they were struggling at first, and he just keeps going. And I'm too heavy. And he just keeps saying <laughs> these kinds of things. And my God, uh, Chris Farley for me is one of those greats. And it's unfortunately that you know his light burned out too soon, but, yep. uh, dude, I have to, I have to lump those guys all together because to me, that was just that kind of, it definitely, you know, formed how I see comedy and my, my taste in comedy. Yeah. Yeah. That was actually what I was going to say next, but you took it right before me. So it's ah, all good. <laughs> snap. Uh, did you have anything else on your list um, I or mean, on your head? I got one more. Could, I have to say for sure. Yeah, I was gonna like you have okay. Let's let's throw out Ricky Gervais if you want to go back with Uh-oh. offensive and uh, just like has no bones about saying what's on his mind and just taking it to the next level. Yep. Um, Ricky Gervais is another one. Like obviously, you can tell I have a very like I said before, I have a dark sense of humor and nothing is off balance for me. So any comedian that's willing to do that and is actually funny about that kind of stuff, then I'm always going to be a big fan of. Are you feel, are you a fan of Bill Burr his stand up? Yes, I do like Bill Burr, actually. His, Dude, <laughs> his stand-up's great. His TV show, F is for Family, is great. It's a Netflix yeah. show. I just started uh, watching podcast, that too like a little bit ago. If you've not listened to his podcast, it's fucking phenomenal. It's uh, the Monday Morning Podcast uh, with Bill Burr. Nice. Um, the dude his yeah he's right on there he's right on the edge of comedy did you know that this guy at one point I can, oh god i wish i could remember now the year it was and i feel like it was in philly but now i'm i'm going to be completely wrong about this but this guy at one point yeah i think it was philly uh 
went to, was a part of a big kind of um, a whole day event, right? Of comedians and stuff. So people mm-hmm. were out on, on this big, you know, lawn watch. It was like a festival style thing. And um, some of them, I guess towards the end of the night, people had been drinking. So they were talking like kind of heckling somebody the right before him and he got annoyed by it. So when he went out at first, he started to do his bit. But then he just gave up and just started talking shit about Philly, talking <laughs> shit about the people. And then people would be saying, he's like, yeah, yeah, look at you, you fat cunt, blah, blah, blah. And it'd just be like 15, 20 minutes straight of roasting the audience and yeah. then just going, all right, have a good night. Just hardcore, not giving a fuck, dude. I'm going to have to find it. I'm going to send it to you. It is the all most right. yeah, amazing definitely. thing of all time. But yeah, Bill Burr is definitely up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I can't go without saying Seinfeld, dude. Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, the TV show itself, obviously, but his stand-up's actually really good. And everybody makes makes jokes about how he's just that kind of that observational. Do you ever wonder why? Blah blah blah. But his shit is funny. Like the yeah. dude really can observe life and find the funniest things in the most mundane thing ever. And I think that's what like why he's so big. Like if you're able to take just general observations, anything that you can just look at and be like, oh yeah, I can kind of see that, and then turn it into something that you're able to laugh at, then. I yeah. mean, you've, you're up there, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And if you haven't, um, his Netflix series, uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, is one of the yeah. best series I've ever seen in my life. I absolutely love how he gets together with comedians and just talks shop, talks life, mm-hmm. and just the conversations are funny. Like, yeah. they're so freaking funny, and they're just hanging it out, is, getting coffee, walking exactly. around. Exactly. And they're, like, not even trying to be funny. They're just talking and having a conversation. And that's, exactly. Well, that's the beauty of it. It's, like, they're so funny, like, in of themselves that it just comes out naturally. I know. I wish I was friends with comedians. I'm like, I want to yeah, do too. that. I want to just be hanging out with people that are just all the time naturally funny. That's why I'm glad I'm yeah. friends with Johnny. That dude is legit funny. Um. I had a few more on, but dude, I don't want to go on too long because I'm sure we're going to come back to comedians and comedy and stuff like that in the future. So I don't want to ramble everything I have to say about comedians, but I do want to just put as, as, as honorable, not even honorable mentions. I just want to be able to, maybe we'll get to them in the future. Uh, Tina Fey, phenomenal. Uh, she's amazing. Um, Hannibal Burris is amazing. If you've not checked out any of his stuff, Stephen Wright, you know who Stephen Wright is? Uh, Yeah. He's so dry. His his he's the dude. He's got kind of long, balding on top, long hair. But su- he's trying super to remember dry. the face though. Yeah, yeah, he just kind of talks yeah, yeah, like yeah. this. Okay. If you ever seen the movie yeah. Half Baked, he's the guy that sleeps yeah, okay. on the couch yep. the entire time, and he gets <laughs> yeah. up. And then the one time he just goes and gets up. He's like, "Hey, the guy. Who are you? Like, who 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 do you know here?" He's like, "You're focusing on the wrong thing. You need to go get your friend out of prison." <laughs> he just lays on the couch. <laughs> But his stand-up yeah. dude is legit like that. The entire delivery is all super dry like that, but so, so funny. Um, mm-hmm. All right, dude, that's it. I think we're good on that, on the topic, because yeah. I, I don't want to over, like I said, oversaturate it. We're going to definitely be coming back to comedy and comedians here in the future. So it's the time of the night where we have two movies that we have to figure out which ones we want to take home. Uh, I brought one. You brought one. Yeah. Why don't you go first? You tell me what you got. All right, so going back to Will Ferrell um, and his style uh, type of comedy, um, decided to go old school with oh. old school. Um, 2003, uh, it was a movie with him. Uh, what's his name? Luke Wilson. Luke Wilson, Vince Vaughn, um, even Jeremy Piven. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. But uh, so I'm just going to read this little uh, thing from Wiki real quick. Yeah, uh, do it. Uh, 
Let's see. It stars uh, Luke Wilson, Vince Vaughn, and Will Ferrell as depressed men in their 30s who seek to relive their college days by starting a fraternity and the tribulations they encounter in doing so. So basic just of the movie, if you haven't seen it. Um, spoilers ahead. But uh, So Luke Wilson's character um, goes through a bad breakup and decides to move out and gets a house super cheap at a fraternity, like a, at a campus, school, university thingy. And Jeremy Piven's character, which plays the Dean, uh, was, I guess, used to be tortured by them when they were younger. Yeah, uh, he was the nerd. And they yeah, were the he was like the like nerd that kids. they threw. Yeah, yeah I love that. Because like, they were like, oh, it's cheese. Like, didn't we throw you a dumpster? And he's like, yeah, I got out. Thanks. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he tells him, he's like, hey, you're in a school zone. Like, you can't live here unless it's part of the like, uh, school zoned whatever. So they decide to start their own fraternity. And in doing so... Uh, it becomes a huge thing where uh, Luke Wilson's character Mitch becomes uh, the the Godfather, I believe it was. Yeah, yeah. The calm, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, and like everybody and their mother just goes to this fraternity because it's like so popular with their parties and stuff like that. But like it just becomes like a like a natural hijinks of things that can go wrong in a fraternity life and like the old college days and old drinking games and things that like different hijinks that ensue around that time. So. Except they're all older now. So they're it's like some, old, some of them yeah. are hard, It's harder for them to keep up. But yeah. um, you forgot the one point though, that the, the idea to their frat was that they recruited like all the kind of like, it was like a ragtag bunch. It was like the yeah, nerdy yeah, yeah, yeah. guy. They had like an <laughs> 85 year old the, man. It was like all the rejects basically. Yeah, blue, of the university that blue. Else, yeah. You're my boy. Blue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, then it, and then it coined some of the most like, you know, the, like that phrase. And like a lot of, blue. a lot of that movie too is like so quotable. Like to this day, I still use quotes from that. We're going um, streaking. We're going streaking, man. And like, well, when they shoot him with the dart gun or whatever it was, and he's like, <laughs> you're crazy, man. You're crazy. <laughs> like everything just slows down. <laughs> Frank the tank. Yeah. So again, just like, yeah. Rewind. Yeah. What a and great performance like, by Will Ferrell. Exactly. And it's like, it's just taken that whole character of like, oh yeah, he's this uh, newlywed guy and he's living like, oh, like we don't know what we're going to do. We're going to go to either Bed Bath & Beyond or wherever else. Like if we have enough time, who knows? Like life can get crazy now. And he goes back to his old college days of Frank the Tank. Because he's going through like, like an early midlife crisis. Yeah, dude's got a Trans like, Am yeah. he's working on, dude, at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> Trans Am and 80s hair metal 80s, blasting. Yeah. Blasting. <laughs> Dude, that's yeah, like the movie, movie from the from beginning to end, I thought it was just it was just great. Like I laughed the entire time, and even to this day, like still watching it over and over again. Like I still laugh every single time. Great movie, go check it out. That is a good movie. Um, I might, I might, ha- oh, I don't know if I'm going to take that one because I'm telling you, the one I have picked, dude. I think this is the one you're going to want to take home. Yeah, go I ahead, picked, tell me. I picked the night before 2015 American Christmas comedy stoner film. Directed by Jonathan Levine and written by Levine, Evan Goldberg, bingo. He also mm-hmm. did super bad. Kyle Hunter, Ariel Shafir. Uh, the film stars Jorson, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Seth Rogen, and Anthony Mackie. If you don't know who Anthony Mackie is, he plays Falcon uh, in, in the Marvel Universe. Um, as three childhood friends who annually reunite on Christmas Eve in search of the best party in New York City. So the idea behind this is jo- uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's um, character his parents died in a car accident in 2001. Mm-hmm. And at that time, when they were younger, his two best friends, Mackie and Rogan, pledged to him that no matter what, 
every Christmas Eve, they were always going to spend it together and have an epic night, right? And so they would do certain things. Like they would go to the, the big tree at Rockefeller Center. They would go to a specific restaurant or bar, whatever it was. Um, but then as they got older, they started hearing about this, this like secret Christmas party that you can only get to if you had a specific invite, right? And so every year after they heard about it, that became the thing to, to do all their things, but try to get to that party. And they never got to it. So now, uh, fast forward to 2015, Seth Rogen is married. His wife is, is pregnant. She's going to be having a kid. Anthony Mackey is now a famous football player. Like he's getting to the point where it's hard for them to even hang out with them because there's too, sometimes too many people come around. So they start to think, you know, maybe we should call it quits on this. And so they agree this is going to be the last night. But for Joseph Lord, uh, Gordon-Levitt, it's hard for him to say it's the last night because he's going through uh, a breakup with a girl. He had just recently broke up with her. So he's obviously kind of not, you know, he's missing mm-hmm. her and he needs her kind of a thing, but they want to show him a good time. But they also want to kind of break it to him like, dude, this is not like you have to start healing from your traumas. You can't keep hiding and doing this. Right. And so uh, this time, this year, somehow George, Joseph Gordon-Levitt gets a hold of three tickets to the party. And so they get together. And the, the best thing about it is, is Seth Rogen's wife is like, here, Merry Christmas. Right before they leave, she gives him this little box. He's like, what is it? She goes, I want you to have fun tonight. I want you to go all out and don't worry about it. And he opens it and it's a box full of drugs. There's like, <laughs> there's like, there's like ecstasy in there. There's like mushrooms in there. There's weed in there. There's Coke in there. There's all kinds of stuff. She's just like, have a good time. No questions asked. Just have a good time because she knows it's going to be his last time doing it. Yeah. So add that into the entire night trying to get to this party in New York City on a Christmas with these three guys. Bro, you're going to take this movie home tonight. Trust yeah. me. You're watching this. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I've already. <laughs> yep. I'm taking it home. Definitely. <laughs> so you're gonna want to you're gonna want to check it out. Also because it's it's perfect. It's perfect for the holiday season. And I had just like I'd never heard of it in my life before. Like I don't remember where I saw it, but I, oh, I saw a list on YouTube of some of the best Christmas movies. It was like a whole list of them, and that was on mm-hmm. there. I was like, the fuck is this? I've never even heard of it. 2015. That's five years ago. Yeah. So we we watched it last weekend, dying laughing, dude. And I looked at Aaron. I'm like, how did I not know about this movie? This is like my new favorite Christmas movie. <laughs> this movie's coming on every fucking year moving forward. Yeah, new Christmas tradition now. Oh, oh, I remember oh, seeing like yeah. the trailers for it and thinking, oh yeah, that does look kind of funny, but I just never got around to actually watching it. So yeah, I am uh, now going to be watching it thanks to you. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Check, Check it out. Check it out. All right, guys. Uh, looks like the video store is closing, so we got to go rent our movies and get out of here. Thanks so much for listening. Dan, before we head out of here, tell people where to find your art, where to find you on podcasts, where to find you on the street corner. What's up? Yeah, so you can find me on the corner of 54th and 19th. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so Oof, check me out on, uh, right, exactly. Uh, find me on Facebook and uh, Instagram, Ratfink Arts. It's R-A-T-P-H-I-N-C Arts. Um, I like to doodle sometimes. You can also check me out on our other spinoff show, uh, Roll for Wisdom, or actually on just podcasters altogether. Uh, I play Howard, a human warlock that uh, goes on a D&D adventure with our one of our other uh, network people, Anthony Mullen. Uh, go check out his stuff. All found at the bicbp-radio.com. And go that's podcasters, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-E-R-S. Yes. 
Yes. So make sure to check that out uh, if you're into D&D and tabletop gaming because for sure it's super entertaining. And they have a YouTube. All their shows are on YouTube as well. Yeah, so check and like our, well. our characters all have like their own little Twitter accounts too. So if you want to oh, follow Howard so on Twitter good. as well, uh, go follow <laughs> so him cool. at, pod, at Podcasters H because for some reason Twitter dropped the Howard part of it. So <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Podcasters H. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so just like he said, check out uh, BICBP-radio.com. There are, geez, dude, I think we have over 32 podcasts on the network, um, and there's all different kinds of stuff, man. If you're into pop culture, if you're into weird history stuff, if you're into true crime, if you're into chicken wings, if you're into football, I'm not even joking. There's a chicken wing show on there. It's called Spread Those Wings. They literally eat wings and just review them. Uh, But but check it out. There's there's a whole bunch of shows on there. BICBP-radio.com. Find a show you like. Make sure to follow them on social media. Make sure to rate and comment on all services. Other than that, I'm good for the night. It looks like they're really trying to push us out of the video store. So for Dan Chavez, this is Chris Chavez. This is Saturday Night Video Store. We will see you guys next week. And don't forget, be kind. Rewind. <laughs>